Magnify that death sphere. Why is it still blurry? That's all the resolution we have. Making it bigger doesn't make it clearer. It does on CSI Miami. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 2, Inagata de Lila. If you could go on any expedition to uncharted island or planet, where would you go? Uncharted? Mm-hmm. I mean, I figure most of them these days are charted. Most of the islands on Earth are charted. So I have, to, I have to pick a planet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I've got some great, cool, awesome news. Okay. That is relevant to this. Did you know that today... <laughs> Hold on. I, I'm, not, I'm not prepared for what I'm about to hear. Well, I'm I don't think that happened today. I read a news article about it today where they discovered the planet Vulcan. Okay. They found a planet orbiting the star that canonically, the planet Vulcan in Star Trek, a series yeah. we have talked about before. Unfortunately, sorry, everyone who... <laughs> I retweeted that thing I saw the other day <laughs> that was like, the closest you'll ever get to being a ghost or to knowing what it feels like to be a ghost is when the people on podcasts you're listening to know, don't know a piece of trivia that you know. <laughs> And I was that like, perfect. I retweeted it and I was like, sorry, literally everyone who listened to <laughs> where no fan has gone before. Yeah. Y'all know a lot more about Star Trek than we do. So anyways, the point is I was reading this article about how they found this exoplanet orbiting this star that canonically is the star that the planet Vulcan orbits. Mm -hmm. And much like the planet Vulcan. Um, I mean, they don't know exactly how dense the planet is, so okay. they, can't they can't figure out if it's a large Earth or if it's a small Neptune. Okay. But if it's dense enough, it could be a rocky planet that would have, you know, a pretty heavy uh, gravity. So I would probably not survive there very well. Mm -hmm. The point is, I'd do that just for the notoriety of being the guy who I, gets to check out the planet Vulcan. I think that makes sense. I I I, that, I just really wanted to tell you some cool uh -huh. space news. It's it's great that I gave you the opportunity to do so without knowing that's what you wanted to do. <laughs> where where would uh, you explore Uncharted? I have a feeling that there are some islands near Antarctica that are uncharted because it's too cold. But I, they're probably very serene, and I want to go there. I mean, there's penguins. That's mm -hmm. a bonus. Penguins yeah, are awesome. True. That's Canonically. true. Canonically awesome. With guns, I think, <laughs> in the canon. Uh -huh. um, but that's in the future. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Just don't dump any uh, oil on them. They'll be fine. It's true. Um, yeah, that's probably what I would do. Go down to Antarctica and just... That's a way less cool answer than news yeah. about exoplanets. I'm not saying I had cool ideas. <laughs> shall, we, shall we inform our listeners that we... Uh, we decided to get a little loose this week. 
with we, some social lubricant. We we have look okay. Look at how much beer we have actually consumed. We, we're not. I'm all I'm saying is we're going to get a little loopy by the end of this episode. That's all I'm saying. It's not a great excuse for how bad this opening bit was, though, because we have had no. basically none of it. No, but but the fans did. They need the disastrous bit in the front. They need it. They they desperately it's what want they it. subscribe for. I guess. I get. I, I, <laughs> if I knew what people subscribe <laughs> for, I would probably do that more. Uh, it's certainly please, not stay on task for Futurama. Please tweet at Back to Futurama with what you would like Mike to do more of. <laughs> oh boy, there's gonna be some tweets. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's do the thing. Let's get through this episode as much as we can. So, okay. So the the reason that we decided to crack open a beer on this one, because this is, spoiler alert, probably my least favorite episode of Futurama it, of all time. It's bad. I mean, so, okay. I'm, I'm going to sort of break with our usual tradition. Usual of- format. Okay. This is news to me. I'm I'm just going to point out right at the top of the episode, at least after the disastrous opening bit when we talked about Vulcan and penguins. Vulcan penguins, perhaps. If you try to trick somebody uh, to having sex with them under p- false pretenses, that is assault. End of sentence. It's a good sentence, and it was a good end to that sentence. I agree with the entire sentence. And so this is a huge problem in this episode, because about half of this episode is just Zap trying to trick Leela into doing the nasty Mm -hmm. by literally telling her she is trapped under a log forever by telling her that the earth was exploded and they are the only two humans left dehydrating her purposefully dehydrating her to the point where she's imagining that snakes are talking it is a problem a major problem and i would argue like even even before this zap was distasteful most of the time but there were that you could probably see where there could be a redeeming moment or two right this one this episode basically, for me, and I think Ben agrees with this, but I don't want to speak for you specifically, uh, throws him in the garbage can that he can never recover from. Right. And because that's why, like, especially early on in earlier episodes, when I would, I mean, we both generally feel the same way about Zap, but where people are like, oh, Zap is such a great character. This is the episode that kills any redeeming quality yes. of Zap. Like... Yes, he has some pretty great one-liners. He mm-hmm. does before this and he does after this. And, you know, it's all well and good. But this is an episode that just makes me feel gross from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And so every time I'm like, no, Zap is a garbage character. It is this episode. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That does it in for me. Yeah. Um, And so I wanted to get that out. From the get-go, because unfortunately, about half of this episode, well, I mean, about a third of this episode, is this stupid plot where he is trying to trick Leela into sex, and it is gross, and I hate it. Uh, I can't agree with you more. It is just a- atrocious, really, and 
the the fact that it's played off attempted to be played off for laugh is also kind of gross um uh you can i really hope this is just the writers being a little like uh not like coming back to themselves but even then i can't understand why they would put an episode like this out where it's literally like you said uh one character trying to assault another one through dishonest means for half an episode and and it is it is monstrous right like this is something i expect out of like 90s sitcoms where like 90s sitcoms didn't know better it wasn't good then but like right 90s sitcoms pulled a lot of stupid stuff right and like i expect this out of them not so much with a 2009 2010 actually i looked it up okay that's not that long ago that's eight years ago like i expect better absolutely yeah yes so um now that I've accidentally started with grades, uh, I'm going to say it's an F. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just not... I mean, since we're in grades, uh, we'll, do, we'll do it. We're doing it backwards. So maybe the disaster spit will be at the end. Right. This is uh, too or late for that. Or all the way through. Just all the way. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a no. It's an F. It's a, it's a wow. It's just a bad... It's there's not much that redeems it. It's 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 unfortunate. There are there are like moments that are like kind of chuckle worthy. Like the we have we literally have not talked about the episode <laughs> no, at we all. We have not the w- <laughs> the way we usually do the beat by beat. But like the moment where uh, the professor is like, I need to go to my cone of understanding or whatever or den or whatever. I don't remember exactly uh-huh. what it was. And then like a thing, uh, a glass dome around arrives around him, and disco music starts pounding. That's chuckle worthy like but it none of it it's it's super dragged down by the denseness right. of how terrible and the, the also a thing that i noticed in this episode is all of the jokes like almost all of the jokes either have to do with this weird plot about zap or they are totally disconnected from literally anything else going on in the episode right. they're just like here's the gag i'm gonna throw it in and it's funny and so it's it's very weird. I don't really I don't enjoy the watching the episode. I was hoping maybe that like I was cuz like last week I was like, "Oh, actually this aged better than I thought yeah, it did." Yeah, this one did not. This oh, one did not. God. Um so now that we've done reverse grades, <laughs> let's get into the episode. <laughs> what are we going to do at the end of the episode now? Uh go take a shower. <laughs> yes. To clean ourselves off. So, with that, a consensual shower. Absolutely. Consent is important. Consent is important. No means no. So we start out with this uh, weird like black and white film trope that comes back and forth where it's it's like an old timey TV show, like Mm -hmm. a uh, stage drama kind of maybe. Yeah. Like the transcredible exploits of Zap Brannigan where it's It's okay. I will say it's not a bad name. I like the name. It's a good name. Um, it is also sponsored by Bartley's Rocket Wax. Zap helpfully comes out and says, I wax my rocket every day. I believe you, Zap. Oh, I believe that too. Um, yeah, and it's this, it's this like black and white film about Leela being kidnapped and Zap saves her from a guy who's literally named Emperor Chop Chop. I feel who like is this like whole Chinese. thing is just all... Prob- like, uh, like, but also a cowboy and a pirate? It's... 
it's there's a lot going on, there's but it's, a, there's a but lot. It's like problematic. It is not. It is if we just we just double down on this episode, writers, just, just right from the get go. Like so, wow. Uh, and then it turns out it was all a dream. Uh, Zap apparently dreams in old timey movies or the like. You know, I kind of see it. And, it kind of um, makes sense. Zap has an emergency summons from the president. And so they go to the secret bunker that's like under the White House. It's like a, another White House uh, uh, under the White House. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually a funny sight gag. Yeah, no, I liked the sight gag of it. Because it goes um, to the White House and then pans down through this huge like uh, elevator shaft. Do you, and then, do you think that one is called like the off-White House? Ooh, the under-White House. The eggshell house. Ooh. Well, it was <laughs> glowing a little bit. Hmm. The pearlescent White House. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll go with uh, pearlescent. That's a good uh, vocabulary word. Why, thank you. So I learned it from racing games. Because <laughs> that's one of the kinds of paint you uh-huh. could put on your cool car. Matte, glossy, pearlescent. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's others. Uh, chrome. Oh, yeah. That's um, good. Fully, fully chrome. <laughs> fully chrome. Yeah, I, I'll play Forza Horizon 4 and just fully chrome out that, that mini. I, great. I did that a lot when I was playing uh, Beam M- Beam NG uh, Beam NG dot drive. Is that what it's called? I thought it was Beam in dot NG drive. Yeah. Be- okay. So, sure. So, whatever. It's, whatever. I do that a lot. Where I was like, eh, it's a new car that I'm going to total in about four seconds. All chrome. Why not? <laughs> All chrome. Thrown off. A, thrown off a bridge. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that game. It's so weird. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, no, I played a lot of racing games as mm-hmm. well. Um, I liked customizing cars. It was a lot of fun. It's fu- And they look very good. They look very Why good. Why do the racing games look the, like the best games? They just have the best look. Because you just got to really nail that pearlescent paint. It's true. And then you're good. Also, you don't have to deal with people at all. Metallic? Did I say that one? Metallic sure. was an option. I mean, I don't think you said it, but it definitely was an option. So they're in the pearlescent White House. <laughs> There's a weird joke about like Zap does a handprint and it calls him Mrs. Eisenhower, which I'm like, that's why. I don't get it. <laughs> so I mean, I get where they're what they're trying to say. I don't know why it's supposed to be funny, but whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. So we find out that a giant death sphere is heading toward Earth. It's been annihilating planets with this like black goo mm-hmm. that just erases things from existence. We Including get... planet X3. Uh-huh. And Poopiter. Poopiter is later. But no, but yeah, it does it does destroy Poopiter. Which is a I I d I don't want to derail one of the one of the few times i was like okay that's pretty good i i like the name poopiter i don't want to go to this planet but i like the name that's not where you would go if you could travel to any unexplored planet oh no you wouldn't go to poopiter no absolutely not okay (laughs) we do get my favorite joke of this episode right here where zap has them enlarge it and then it this is like really grainy pixely yeah image and he's like why is it so pixelated and kiff's like when you enlarge something it doesn't actually make it clearer it does on csi miami and i love that because i mean you know me i'm all about 
oh yeah weird because kiff explains that it doesn't increase the resolution <laughs> and i'm all about jokes like that like in that non-canonical steven universe episode i'd live for it solely for the line when he's like because he's working in photoshop and he's like you should have done that on a new layer <laughs> like i'm all about stupid jokes about uh working in computer graphics <laughs> is apparently my very specific yeah. taste in humor they're like i'm gonna make a joke that is only gonna g- go to ben although i, enjoyed I appreciate the it yeah i enjoyed the jokes too but not i don't think i, I got appreciate them. someone there is writing jokes for me specifically mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't seen the Weird Al joke yet, but I'm waiting for it. Also, I listen to any album you like where I'm on and talking about Weird Al. So I've been thinking about Weird Al all day. Weird Al was a head in a jar in an episode. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think there was any jokes around. He just existed. He just existed. And that's that not correct. really a joke. That's that's a the bright light uh, uh, um, upon humanity, I think. So, uh, <laughs> yes, we find out that the Death Sphere is headed toward Earth. And this is why Nixon summoned zap Mm. because they need to take care of it before it just wipes out earth in this black goo and then earth stops existing right uh zap immediately hides in a barrel like the wily fish which is a kind of a decent line it's i i like it i mean like i said that that zaps one one aspect in his in this entire series is he has good one-liners that's true that is why he exists yeah so nixon realizing he cannot really rely on zap at all turns to a scientist he once dismissed as crazy and we go immediately to farnsworth farnsworth has an experimental weapon and it's a tiny one-man stealth fighter that is invisible like that ship should be able to fly undetected into the death sphere through its one unprotected hole (laughs) i thought i the wording was vulnerable opening i mean it's that's get get a thesaurus mike because i said the exact same thing with different words that's synonyms Mm -hmm. are a thing fair enough yeah i need to be schooled on this literally in a school i think i didn't write down the line specifically all i (laughs) know is it was was an unprotected hole or a vulnerable it really is the same phrase (laughs) are you okay over there i'm not okay we've already done grades i don't know what we're doing anymore (laughs) well good night everybody thanks for tuning in uh there is a uh a a funny little gag where zap is like i don't i uh, where's the ship i don't see and runs directly into it which is pretty good. Okay, take it back. Zap has two uses. One is being bodily injured. Yeah, he's very good at that. So uh, the prof- uh, after Zoidberg asks about the vulnerable opening or unprotected hole of a death sphere, uh, <laughs> the professor indicates that all death spheres have uh, a vo- one vulnerable opening. Just one. Or unprotected hole. Or unprotected hole. I feel like we've just kind of been in Ben's euphemism corner this entire time. Look, we're going to be in Ben's euphemism corner a lot. Once we find out the name of the ship here, (laughs) man, it's all all euphemisms from here on out. Um, So there's there's like a a funny little like, you know, who's going to fly the ship? I say zap. I say no kind of thing right it goes around in this like loop of zap doesn't want to do it leela volunteers to do it uh fry doesn't want leela to do it 
Zap wants to fly along with Leela in this one-man ship, uh-huh. which he points out there will only be one man. <sighs> I, I don't know if you could tell, but we're kind of not fans of Zap. It's like we said that at the beginning of I know. the episode. But it, it's not it's like just... we said that at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> it's it's just funny to me that we we're we're very consistent about it. So yeah, Zap is going along with Lila on this one. Uh, they go to the Cape Knievel Flight Test Center where uh, Zap is in the the Stealth Finder and Lila sits on his lap because that's the only way to fit in a one person ship. Uh huh. It's very awkward, especially when the ship goes invisible, because then you get to see all of right. the bodily contortion involved. Yeah. So- somehow the shielding only really covers the ship and not the the pilots. It's the old Wonder Woman invisible jet thing, mm-hmm. and just about as awkward. Just about. Although I guarantee you that if Wonder Woman was sitting on anyone's lap in the invisible jet. It was consensual. That's fair. Uh, Fry also does... Uh, so I got very distracted by the amount of very weird fan fiction that might exist about the Invisible Jet. <laughs> it's... Okay, I'm just going to keep referencing any album you like, because I literally <laughs> mentioned fan fiction that, and you're like, every single person has come up with fan fiction in this podcast. Uh, everybody. Um, <laughs> it's just like... I feel like I'm listening to the same podcast again, but weird. So, uh, Also, you should listen to any album you like. Ben does a very good job with it, and it's very funny. As long as we're doing this whole episode out of order, uh, <laughs> Mike was on my other podcast this week, Any Album You Like, a podcast where I repeatedly listen to albums and watch The Wizard of Oz, and he picked Weird Al's Running With Scissors. It was very funny. It's been getting a lot of uh, talk around the water cooler. Mm-hmm. You should check it out. This whole episode is just going to be monstrously out of order. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. You can email us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcast. <laughs> it's, it's almost like we took all the bits that we usually do and we just turned on the blender and just like... Will it blend... Oh boy. It's <laughs> Yes it will. And then we just we took we took that blended mess and put it right into the unprotected ear holes <laughs> in your face. It's important to note that Fry does not want her to go on this mm-hmm. for multiple reasons. One sure. being the danger, two being zap. I think that's pretty fair. And he gives her some trail mix mm-hmm. just in case. You know, she everybody gets a little snacky sometimes. He also attempts to give her a giant painting of himself <laughs> in like a smoking jacket. Uh-huh. Which is my second favorite joke in the episode. It's, it's it's the jokes that are like absolutely disconnected from pretty much anything else that are actually kind of decent and everything else is just atrocious. So they fly off to the the death sphere. Uh-huh. Uh, Fry is kind of worried, but Bender just says he can't feel anything after his guinea pig died. As they fly off, uh, they activate the Force, which is sort of like a weird GPS. built-in GPS with a really terrible Obi-Wan Kenobi it's impersonator. So, it is the worst. It is so bad. It's comical. It's, it's funny bad. It's good. and It's close enough where you're like, oh, they're trying to do Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's bad enough that you're like, 
Were they trying to do a good Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi? Because I'm not really sure about that. It it felt to me like a half half-hearted Obi-Wan, which made it funny to me. But it's st- I mean, I know what they're going for, so it was pretty good. We also find out at this point as they're flying along some big letters on the side of it that um this thing is apparently called V-Jiny. Welcome to Ben's euphemism corner for the rest of the episode. The rest of the episode. <laughs> it doesn't it gets more in your face about it as the episode goes through. It's this V-Jiny does get a little in your face. The professor is sort of looking through the telescope and <laughs> he notes that he doesn't like the look of this V-Jiny. <laughs> I'm gone. This this podcast has become a one person podcast because I'm not going to stop laughing. Hermes does note that uh, there's no ships listed for this uh, V Jiny call sign. I guess is yeah, what yeah. I call it in Janeway's guide, which is a reference to Star Trek. Hey. There you go, Star Trek people. We we got one. Janeway was a captain. <laughs> pretty sure. Pretty sure I got that one right. <laughs> If not, we'll hear about it from our fans. <laughs> uh-huh. So <laughs> this is when the professor goes to the Chamber of Understanding, which is, like you said, it's just this glass dome that comes down with this, like, disco ball mm-hmm. and some, like, really thumping techno yeah. music that he's tapping his toes to. I, 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 I love this for the same reason I love the Angry Dome, because it's just a throwaway gag that is ho- so very funny to me. That basically encapsulate the professor in some kind of glass dome. I love it. It's his new catchphrase. It's better than uh, I'm I'm already already in my my pajamas. pajamas. Mm -hmm. So uh, (laughs) we cut back to the inside of the V-Jiny and (laughs) it is full of TV screens. I am very happy that I did not have a (laughs) mouthful of liquid because it would have been everywhere. I'm really happy, too, because I'm sitting across the table from you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the the inside is full of these, like, TV screens featuring all sorts of mm-hmm. Earth-based television programs, such as Everyone Loves Hypnotoad, uh, uh, Morbo and Linda. Whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever their sh- program yeah. is called. Uh, a lot of them are actually covered in that black goo from earlier. We even see, like, this little hose pop out and, like, Spray this black goo onto some of the the TV screens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leela says, "Holy crap!" and it immediately finds her and fires. Well, like this little red light goes off, and it literally bleeps her out when she says oh, yes. the word "crap." Um, so you're holy bleep, and then it like shoots this black gunk at her. Um, they attempt to fire a missile at it, and it passes right through. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then uh, they try to escape and there's that sort of like a literal like sci-fi trope where they are gunning it toward the exit and like the exit is sort of closing slowly. Mm -hmm. Usually in that trope, they make it out. Here they get kind of cut like off the end. Yeah. And they don't quite make it. And lose total control. And they fly off into, they spiral out into space really. Mm Mm-hmm. I do I do think that that is not just necessarily a sci-fi trope because it's also an Indiana Jones. Well, yes, but, but specifically a, the space. I mean, I'm thinking yes. Independence Day. Fair enough, yeah. 
because we watched that uh, a couple of weeks ago. Well, and yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. It was very good. And we had a whole conversation about sexy Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Mm-hmm. This is what my girlfriend and I talk about is sexy Jeff Goldblum, because that's love. I think that's a pretty good conversation to have. Do you think we could get Jeff Goldblum on this podcast? If he listens to this one, no. <laughs> Fair enough. He was in a Marvel movie. We cannot get Jeff Goldblum if he listens to this episode. Maybe if he listens to Jurassic Bark. But then he might be too sad. It's true. We don't want to make Jeff, Jeff Goldblum sad. Jeff Goldblum is into some weird stuff, man. So like That is fair. He might like this he post, might. postmodernist Back to the Futurama. Where hey, we do hey, it, things way out of order. Jeff for no Goldblum, reason. if you want to be on this podcast, please let us know. Well, first, please let us know how you found it. Uh, cause I'm intrigued. I'm just kind of interested in that. <laughs> yeah, that's a story. <laughs> um, yeah. And then let us know. You can DM us at back to Futurama. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming we have DMS open. For- um, I don't think we will. We'll, we'll follow Jeff Goldblum. Okay. And in yes, that way. Yes. Our podcast should follow <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a better idea in my life. <laughs> so, okay. Anyways, open invitation, Jeff Goldblum, uh, come be on our podcast. So, anyways, uh, uh, we get Jeff Goldblum uh, finds a way. <laughs> he sure does. Um, so we get another little vignette of the transcredible exploits of Zap Brannigan where uh, it literally shows sort of like what's happening where mm-hmm. they both wake he and this like woman playing Leela in this like really tacky, like one eye oh, sort yeah. of get up, wake up on this uh, planet somewhere. And then it cuts to real life where that same thing is happening. Zap wakes up and Leela is like trapped. Her legs are trapped under this giant, log yeah essentially this one is is not better than bad it's not good it's not a good log not a good log it's an off-brand log mm-hmm. lurg mm-hmm. that just sounds like an ikea version <laughs> <laughs> it's fine <laughs> so lurg it's fine and it's flat feel- it's flat packed yeah so, it's, you know, packed. it's good you construct it and then uh-huh. I feel like I'm going to get like uh some people telling me, "Hey, that that voice not great." Yeah, we're trying to get Jeff Goldblum on this podcast, Mike. This is Behave. not Goldblum wor- worthy. This is not w- new new personal podcast goal, make it Goldblum worthy. To be fair, he's more likely to go on to any album you like. I god, that'd be so cool. <laughs> Just talking, <laughs> just talking Wizard of Oz and some some album with uh, Jeff Goldblum. I can only imagine what cool albums he'd pick. I don't even. It would be bands from the like eighties that you'd never or seventies or eighties you'd never heard of, but yet they're the coolest that ever existed. Um, I <laughs> I imagine Jeff Goldblum goes like classic. Like he picks Led Zeppelin four. Okay, probably. Fair enough. Um. But I don't know. That maybe that's just me. So I still think he'd go obscure though. That's just me. 
only one way to find out, and that's to get Jeff Goldblum to listen to this podcast. So at any album needs to also follow <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. They wake up on this planet, and Leela is pinned under this log. That's right. That's how we got on this. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> no, it, it, watch it. I can't wait to listen back to it and just see like how we get to these places and like, oh, oh, I can kind of see why though. There's not going to be a trail because by the time I finish editing this episode, it's going to be six minutes long. Is our grades going to be in the right place? It's literally just going to be us talking about Jeff Goldblum. That's the weird part. <laughs> so, so we will have that at least a little bit. So Zap tries and fails to move this log and he says it's it's a totally immovable log and leela is both thirsty in a literal sense not in a weird whatever the teens are saying these days sense and sweaty and so because they're both so hot and sweaty zap suggests stripping down to their birthday suits Mm -hmm. i believe he calls it all natural Mm -hmm. and i have Two notes about this. First of all, the you see a lot of Leela's pubic area. Okay. It gets pretty dang close to some bits. Okay. That I don't to- think I was expecting the first mm-hmm. time I saw this. And I don't think I was expecting it this time I saw this. Uh, agreed. Even with all the references to Vigini. Uh Second, Zap is being considerate he like hands her some leaves to cover up her bits Mm -hmm. and he's like and i promise not to look be like he turns his back and and is like i'll give you some privacy he even starts like offering to go find shelter food or or help and leela's like there's something wrong with this Uh uh-huh so back at planet express fry is worried about leela because she's not back yet he he asks Bender if he, if he thinks that Leela's okay. Bender responds by asking why Fry never asks if Bender's okay. It's a good question. Fry immediately asks, and Bender tells him to shut up. Asked and answered. The Planet Express crew is like, well, here's the end of the world. Guess it's time for an orgy. And they're, first they're like really into it, and then they're like, eh. eh. Yeah. You know. I, th- I think they all kind of just look around for a bit and is like, this isn't, this isn't for me. I just figured it was sort of a logistical thing. Like they didn't want to, you know, oh, there's yes. a lot of planning they, and stuff that goes into that. And they do work for, for Plant, Planet Express, a logistics company. So that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, uh, That's a better headcanon than I've got. Zoidberg also suggests Parcheesi. And so he kind of like, as the rest of the scene goes on, he's just like rummaging for the Parcheesi board, which he does find. Which I kind of, again, one of those gags that is actually kind of, kind of funny but is not connected to anything Uh else in the entire episode. So we find out after the professor has done some research on where this V-Giny may have come from, Mm -hmm. he finds out that uh, it was originally a top secret surveillance satellite uh, that launched in 1998. And it says USAF flying destiny. And it collided with a, a top secret FCC satellite the same year. And it has V-chip on it, V-chip. And they were never seen from again after they collided shortly after launch. So they he runs a simulation that shows that if the two collided, they would form into exactly what this V-giny looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is it's destroying planets like X3, which is three X's next to each other. So XXX, 
uh, the nude beach planet. Uh, Poopiter, as we mentioned before, which I I love the name. I want to just put that out there mm-hmm. again. Uh, just but to you sure. don't want to visit. No, don't want to visit. I don't want to know what's going on down there. Um, but I do enjoy wouldn't, the name. Wouldn't want to live there. Also not a great place to visit. Right. Um, and also the world that can't be mentioned in polite company. And then so Fry's like, you mean, and then he, like everybody gets grossed out. The professor <laughs> slaps him. <laughs> like, it's really that bad. It's really bad. Um, so the death sphere they d- determine is censoring indecent planets. So the hope, the sole hope is to tell Earth to stop their smutty ways. Amy's like, so no orgy? And she's like dressed in like sexy leather get up mm-hmm. with a whip. Mm-hmm. The orgy doesn't happen. It does not. If you were looking for that, I'm sorry. Back on this lost planet, Zap gives Leela some fruit and nuts and says that the ship was totally destroyed, so they can't fly away. Uh, he had climbed the trees to pick these fruit and nut berries, which I believe he calls them, um, and did not see any sign of intelligent life. Um, and they're like, oh, this is like a veritable Garden of Eden. And immediately, a snake curls around an apple and <laughs> says hello. Yeah, the snake literally like starts talking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Zap points out, oh, we're just all like really dehydrated and whatnot. My next note just says, v heads towards Earth. <laughs> uh, and then the professor uh, says that when people are presented with cold, hard facts by rational people like them, they'll be sure to change their ways. They immediately land and come out in robes with signs that say, the end is nigh and judgment day is at hand. It's this one. This one is a good, good gag to me. This is probably the one good gag that actually matches the plot. Yeah, I, I'd say probably that is correct. Um, meanwhile, Sal is trying to buy a hooker, a $5 hooker. And Fry um, says it's not worth it. And the hooker says, okay, $3. And Sal is just like, no, I don't want to spend my money on a $3 hooker. And goes back to the adult li- uh, bookstore, which is behind them. But they thought they were at the public library, but they are actually at the pubic library. I actually appreciate that joke because of the number of times. Like, it, it's way too easy to miss to typo public to pubic. Oh, way too mu- way too easy. Especially, like, I, f- I feel like the history of that building <laughs> is that they were like, we need to build a public library, and then they made the sign, and then they unveiled it, and it's like. Well, crap, there's a typo on it. And then they're just like, well, it's too expensive to fix the sign. Steer so. into the skid. And then the next thing you know, mm-hmm. it was the pubic library. It's it's really great that uh, I, I, so as a kind of behind the scenes on me, uh, I write code in Java and there is a public uh, word that you have to use with a lot of stuff to tell the visibility of uh, specific bits of code. Um, how many times would you think I misspelled that as pubic? Because it's a lot. 12% of the time. I would suggest it's higher. Wow. Okay. Uh, I, I, get, I get the fast fingers, and then sometimes that L just doesn't come out. Um, fortunately, the IDE tells me, hey, hey, this is wrong. So I don't commit it and give it to m- and show my colleagues, hey, look at this. It sounds like you've got what my old music teacher, Mrs. Mellinger, called stupid fingers. You should trade hands with the robot I, devil. I would. I could. If I could, I would. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then I want the robot devil to tell me that they're touching him in places. That's details I didn't need to know, but okay. Uh, so... <laughs> Back back on this mysterious planet, the snake is literally just tempting Leela to eat this apple and um And be together with Zap. Um who returns with wood to try to build a shelter. Uh Leela wonders if the earth is still there, and Zap comes to goes to go get the telescope from the ship. Meanwhile, the Planet Express crew fly out to Loihi Island. I don't know if I'm saying that remotely correct that would be how i would say it but i also do not know if i would be correct at all somewhere in the pacific ocean they go to the earth's last unspoiled acre to show the death sphere that there's still purity on earth so they set up like a live streaming area and then start doing a purity chant uh meanwhile bender is boning the satellite yep not not much else we can say about that i don't think and uh they're like, Bender, stop. And he's like, what's the worst that could happen? And then it cuts to V-Jiny destroying the whole planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what Leela is watching through the telescope. Uh, my next note is Leela is upset and like... Understandable. Understandable. Zap- it's sort of an understatement, Ben's notes. Thank you very much. <laughs> Zap doesn't seem nearly as devastated. Uh, so... Leela's like, well, maybe this is meant to be. Uh, maybe we're meant to build a new world here together. And uh, Zap's like, we can avoid humanity's biggest mistakes. Like the tuba. The key- she keeps mentioning she- the tuba as the uh-huh. biggest mistake. And it's hilarious. Because he's he's like, it'll be like, we'll be like Adam and Eve. And she's like. But without the tuba. Uh-huh. As though Adam and Eve had a tuba. <laughs> As if Adam and Eve <laughs> just suggested a tuba and it just took years and years and years. Like, you know, Adam and Eve are hanging out in the Garden of Eden and, um, you know, Eve is off like, I'm going to go eat this apple or whatever. And then don't invent the tuba. And then Adam's like, hey, man, what are you what are you doing? And then he he's like, oh, I sorry, I can't stop you because I got to practice. Boom, 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 That's my new headcanon. And then, you know, she eats the apple because he was too busy playing the tuba. Oh, like always. Like, oh, that Adam, always playing the tuba. I feel like we went into Ben's euphemism corner without realizing it. Or with realizing it. Um... It's it's up to the listener to decide how much of that was a euphemism. So, <clears throat> what even is this episode? What even? Leela hates the tuba. Apparently, mm. I would like to point out <laughs> very visceral hate for. I'm it. actually pro tuba. It's a very good instrument if you're doing like polka. You need that like umpa pa sort of. Oh like, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go on record. I am pro tuba. Don't at me. I don't think I'm pro or anti tuba, but. You know, I'm, I I don't think I would wish it out of the world. I think I'm neutral on tuba. I'm a I'm a dirty neutral. Tuba neutral. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that, <laughs> sounds like a D and D alignment. <laughs> You're tuba neutral. I'm tuba good. Um. So if if tuba is equal <laughs> to like lawful or chaotic, what's the other side of it? Piccolo. Oh. No, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I like how you removed my laughter. It's like, yeah, that's no, that's just ac- mm-hmm. that's just accurate. It's because I'm just presenting scientific fact at this point. <laughs> Cold, dry scientific fact from a rational person. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, I, I like how I call you a rational person with all the evidence to the contrary. We're actively recording for the people listening at home. So um, it is at this point where it it gets weird because Leela suddenly leans very hard into this where she's yeah, she gets straight up sexual um, very fast. Like if if I looked away for a moment, I'd be like, whoa, did I like accidentally stumble onto some weird Futurama porn because she's just like, come here and like. Also, these production values are fantastic. Surprisingly so. For this not at all canonical Futurama porn <laughs> I accidentally stumbled onto. <laughs> uh, oh, if only this was non canonical. Yeah, it would be nice. It would be nice. Leela, uh, so Zap and Leela start making out. Mm-hmm. They and need that romance in. She's like, now, just before we continue, let me eat a little bit more of this apple. It's so juicy and I'm so parched. And then she starts talking about the nuts that she was mm-hmm. fed. And she's like, they were so just dry. Not to belabor the point, <laughs> but they were exactly as dry as the trail mix that Fry gave me. And this is when Zap starts making a noise that is pretty much the rest of the episode is Zap going. And then admitting how awful of a garbage person he is. Yes. Because he admits that. Uh, he like sort of back to back to back. He admits that he didn't find the the nut berries. He got them from the trail mix mm-hmm. from the ship. Also, he, he found the the uh, the bar or the uh, oh, the the mini fridge in the uh-huh. ship, and there was mineral water in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he confesses that also. Not only was there water in there, there was a ton of Doritos, beef jerky, assorted chocolates. Uh, and then he, of course, says, I didn't give you any of the chocolates because I was very concerned about your waistline. My dude. Because, because he, he's, not, he's not content to just be super awful. He needs to, like, up the awful yeah, yeah. game. He, he needs to neg her a little bit for some godforsaken reason. He needs to neg her despite the fact that she is literally trapped under a log that nobody can move, except he confesses that he actually put that log mm-hmm. on her there was a small branch on her before and he re- removed that and put a large log on her and then uh he confesses that the ship is actually uh totally functional and uh he was busy smoking a cigar when he found the ship because his it parched his throat and he needed some brandy mm-hmm. and uh so the ship is uh, actually totally functional and then um, Zap is all out of confessions. Just kidding. Fry comes around the corner looking for a place to poop because poopers exploded now. Yeah, yeah you can't, so, you can't uh-huh. go there anymore. You got to find other places. And then uh, Zap does that noise again. And then he he literally even says, I'm actually kind of proud of this one. What a jerk. And then admits that he rigged up the ship's holographic navigational system aka the force to show a hologram in this telescope that was actually a toilet roll tube which he said there was no toilet paper to show the earth being destroyed by v-gyne mm-hmm. why are you proud of that one 
you ass. Well, yes, I understand that there's a decent amount of technical work that needs to happen in this, but it is still an uh, an ass thing to do. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I... turns out they were on Earth this whole time. Earth is fine. And he was just like, I just thought that if you thought we needed to save humanity, we would have sex. Pretty straight up. And at that point, everything is fine forever, mm-hmm. except then v shows up. Uh-huh. This is also when Leela just decides to start beating the crap out of uh, uh, Zap, which is real good. Much deserved. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, v shows up, and it's like... Voiced, it, by, it, it, voiced by Chris Elliott. I didn't know that. I looked it up because I was like, this voice seems interesting. I don't know who that is because I am bad with names. Um. Oh man, he's been in. He was like on an SNL for a little bit. He's been. He was Lily's dad on How I Met Your Mother. Okay, that guy. All right. So uh, it shows up and it proclaims, um, "People of Earth, hear the righteous words of the mighty V Jiny." And then Fry chuckles. I mean, I kind of did too. It's. The, I mean, you're kind of built to do that in this episode. Uh huh. Uh, v Jiny is really into this whole Adam and Eve thing that they've got going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, he, I keep calling it a he. It's uh, just a derelict, uh, two derelict satellites that crashed into each other. Mm-hmm. It's more and of apparently a thing. gained sentience. Mm-hmm. Everything gains sentience in the future on the universe. It really does. <laughs> That's apparently all it takes to get sentience is just crash into something. Hey, man, I I would do it, too, to get sentience. But then wouldn't I be sentient? Is that what the song Crash Into Me is about? Yes. Okay. The, I can't think of another interpretation for that song. Perfect. So, <laughs> yeah, v is really into this whole Adam and Eve thing. It wants to censor basically everything else. The, the professor's robe accidentally falls off, and it's like, no, and it blocks out his junk. I, I didn't read that as it accidentally fell open. Knowing what the professor usually likes to do and just walk around naked. I think it was accidental. Okay. I don't enough. I don't think he was like, it's time to get naked. Hooray! I mean, he does get celebratory naked a lot, mm-hmm. but I feel like this one was an accident. Fair enough. Regardless, the... Uh, Feet commands Leela and Zap to com- uh, consummate their union or, or it'll destroy Earth. It literally shouts, commence intercourse. And it's like really like really like perverted uncomfortable way because this whole adam and eve vibe is like for some reason it's it it considers it this like most pure thing that earth Mm -hmm. can do so therefore it wants adam and eve to consummate and so lila's like "Eh, if it'll save humanity and um zap decides he needs a little bit of romance and that the guns on vagina are making him feel a little inadequate it's weird to me that uh vagina would make that feel inadequate but you know i guess it is what it is it is what it is so it sort of ends with uh everyone's watching this everyone's watching this leela's literally like come on i've got laundry i gotta do which is such an amazing reason to get this over with. So um, they uh, do the thing, and then 
we get one last transcredible exploit. Before of- we do that, V Johnny uh, declares it approved for all audiences as Fry screams. Oh yeah, because Fry's like censor it, censor it, and it's like approved for all audiences, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. And then, uh, so yeah, at the end we get one last transcredible exploits of Zap Brannigan, where he's like, "It was so great that we saved the planet," and and this woman playing leela is like we should save another planet and then zap falls asleep and we all have a laugh and that's the end of the episode and we've that- already done great uh-huh yeah no um, so remember the grades from the beginning remember the they grades were from the beginning they were f's yeah not a fan no uh i wasn't a fan the first like this was because this is the second episode of the reboot oh yeah so this one, while I was a little hesitant on the first episode, this was the episode where I was like, ah, crap. Futurama is awful now. Yeah. And uh, they've ruined it. It's all awful now. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to keep watching it because I need to make sure that maybe, you know, it might come back. But um, yeah, I just, I, I've never cared for this episode. I think it is literally the worst episode of futurama i cannot think of a an episode i like less yeah i i would have to agree it's like there uh, there are redeeming qualities to other episodes that are bad this one's just there's no redeeming quality it, it had a couple of it had a handful of jokes where i'm like Oh, yeah. No, that's funny. A joke about resolution and enhance on CSI. That's that's my kind of joke. Mm-hmm. But it's not worth the 24 minutes that I have to watch Zap being a creep. Yeah. Uh, most of the, the jokes themselves aren't that amazing. Um, yeah. It's just... It's an F. Yeah. So... Pretty straight up. We, of course, want to know what you all think. Um, I'm sure if you've listened to this podcast before, this was probably not a surprise, considering <laughs> how harshly we have graded a couple of other things. But we still want to know what you think. Are we way off the mark on this? Or uh, do you agree? Do you hate Zap more like we do? Do you? Uh, what else did we even talk about? A lot. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, do you want Jeff Goldblum to be on this podcast? Because we do. Do you know Jeff Goldblum's do, Twitter? Are, are you Jeff Goldblum? Are you? Are you Jeff Goldblum? Then please let us know. There are many ways to do that. You can email us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at backtofuturama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash backtofuturama. We're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so find us there, review us, rate us, and subscribe. And you might not want to send this one to your friends. Let's go last week. Last week was okay, right? Yeah, pick, pick, a... pick a decent one. Like uh, Jurassic Park was good. Pick one where we kind of go in order instead of starting out with grades and then... <laughs> and basically say, this one's garbage. Uh-huh. That would be our suggestion, at least. Uh-huh. And uh, we mentioned it a little bit, but um, Mike was on this week's episode of my other podcast, Any Album You Like. Uh, we watched... The Wizard of Oz synced up to Weird Al's Running with Scissors. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And um, if you're not already listening and you like Back to the Futurama, this is basically this week's any album you like is basically like a bonus episode of Back to the Futurama. But not about Futurama. But not about Futurama. And also we say the F word a lot. 
Mm-hmm. So not for uh, kids, just for the cool adults. Just for the cool adults. So if you're cool, go listen to that. And uh, I think that's everything that uh, we got. We're on Patreon. We are on Patreon. And in fact, we have a new patron. Whoa. Yeah, we this got... This is the episode a new patron came in. And it's the episode where he is going to immediately... <laughs> Turn it off and remove his pledge and unsubscribe and delete unfollow. his browser history. <laughs> Be like, I never, cash. I never once did this. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, we got we got a new pledge from uh, Stefan Ito. I don't know if I said your name right. I apologize. He also has a podcast. It's uh, Talking Dinosaurs. Oh, cool. Uh, is I think the podcast he does. If I got that wrong, let me know. We will um, fix it next week. And uh, yeah, you too can be a patron if you liked this episode uh that's a if you like our other episodes thank you for the vocal upturn like if you liked it patreon.com slash back to futurama where you can do that and um until next week i think this one's i think this one's done stick a fork in it it's done and never coming back i do want to just tell like i we always thank our patrons and yes of course thank you patrons but thank you anybody who's listened to this far i don't know why you came all this way uh, but thank you for for trusting us, I guess, with your time. And I hope we did something that repaid your trust in us. So we we love you very much. And we're sorry to do this episode <laughs> to you. Yeah, thanks for sticking with us through this episode that both of us hated. Which we literally told up front that was enough for both of we us. We hope this episode of the podcast was still enjoyable. Hopefully um, it wasn't enough. And until next week when we move on to... Hopefully brighter skies. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye Goodbye from from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow.